Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome back to Bretton Cliff Flea Circus. All welcome if you're here for the first time. My name is Ashley Jones. I'm a former boxer and a Libyan escapee, full time criminal Ooh. in South Shields in the 90s. Who are you? <laughs> I'm nothing. As extravagant as that, unfortunately, I'm simply myself, Mr. Brett Davidson. Okay, Full well, name. Okay, yeah. No middle name for you, Brett? You know that I don't have a middle name. And welcome to the shortest podcast that we're ever going to do. So <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should start by saying. Cliff. What? Yes. Uh, uh, what, can you introduce yourself? Because I've wrote you a theme tune. Okay. Well, be real self. Yeah, your real self. Okay. I'm not really Ashley See, Jones. He was quite yeah, a bad yeah. man. Anybody no, from Shields listening will uh will have a little a little chuckle at what an evil man he was. But really, I'm Cliff and I am the right. co-host of Brett and Cliff's Flea Circus. What's that? Are you playing something? That's your theme tune. Do you like Where it? it? Uh, can you yeah. do it again? <laughs> Why? I, th- I felt like I must have missed some of it. <laughs> you felt like, it, I think it's probably because you were talking about it. It's, a, it's an uplifting tune just for you. Okay? okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Do you like I, it? I especially loved your face as you were playing <laughs> it. You had a touch of the Rick Mills about you. Did I? Uh-huh. A little tiny guitar. Tiny guitar is it for, is it from a leprechaun? Yes, we're recording this the night after England got into a final of a European Championships. The European mm. Championships is that the name of it? The Euros? It's just called the Euros these days. I think the modern name of it is the, just the Euros, isn't it? Okay. But we used to just call it the European Championships, and we'll still call it that. Because yeah, that's I, I, like that's what I've been calling it. I, I realised it worked. I've been saying that, and then thinking, is that what it's actually called? But anyway, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, does it? Because England doesn't got through. But what it means is, yes, adding that uh-huh. work commitments, which we both have. Yes, <laughs> the fact that here in Dubai that match finished at two a.m. And I was awoken at 6 a.m. by a toddler <laughs> smashing their legs off. What's it called that you lie on? 
a room divider. No, what's, what do you lie on? Uh, um, a mattress. A mattress. <laughs> Mashing our legs off the mattress. Shouting, uh-huh. daddy, daddy. So, yes, uh, I've right, had very nice. little sleep. Been to work. Mm-hmm. Had a few pints after work. Got a, got a little can on the go now. I'm nice. absolutely knackered. I don't think mm-hmm. either of us have had time to prepare properly for the film nope. we're going to talk about on this, but that's all right. Um, we'll just plug it. Well, I mean, we both watched it, which is a good start. Um, <laughs> we did, we did. We'll watch uh, So, yeah, so let's start with the best news of the week. It's not uh-huh. England getting in to the final of the European Championships. People, what? No, people will have heard us the last few weeks wishing our friend Dan well as he was waiting for a heart transplant. This week, Mm -hmm. he had that transplant, or actually last Thursday, so a week ago when we are recording this. And Mm -hmm. honestly, the news when I got a message about that uh, was absolutely amazing. I couldn't, like, that was the best news I'm probably ever going to get. I can't think of anything else that'll top that. No, it was wonderful. I mean, everybody has been concerned about him. Um, all my family, everybody that knows him, because he's just a, such a wonderful guy. He's just mm-hmm. a brilliant, mm-hmm. a brilliant fella. And, um, yeah. and we're just over the moon, aren't we? Absolutely yeah. over the moon for him. Amazing. And he, long, he'll be back on this podcast yeah, I was to say, talk about fighting gypsies. Long term <laughs> listeners will have heard him talking about his time on the chase. It wasn't one of the episodes that went like got loads of listens, but it's one of my favorite ones just because the stories were yeah, so funny. Um, and yeah, we've always intended to get him back on, but he hasn't been in the best of health. But we will be doing that as soon as possible. And then we got through into the final of the Euros, Euros, yes. UEFA Euros, UEFA Euro- <laughs> <the> <laughs> European Championships. Okay, that's what it is. Now, I've got a question for you. Did you enjoy the match? Um, yeah, I did, but I thought the extra time was a bit of a slog. Uh, was it? Yeah, I, I did enjoy it. It's a manager who seems like a really good guy, but to uh-huh. the normal person, not just football fan, the fact that there's a group of relatable players who all have some kind of story, whether they want to tell it or not, but, you know, impoverished background, experienced racism, overcome injuries, come up through the lower leagues or whatever these stories might be. It's mm-hmm. it's brilliant. And and we're talking about it at a time when football's never had more money in it. So really, these guys could be times two, you know what I mean? But none uh-huh. of them seem to be. And all the yeah. players in the 90s, not necessarily the 90s, but the 2000s, who were meant to be this golden generation who never really did it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. These lads... Maybe these aren't the big star names. I think some of them are that those people were, but I mean, it, it's just fantastic to watch. You can this, really enjoy it more, I think. Well, when you think the people doing it are, are, are uh-huh. good people. Yeah, I, I, I've been waiting for this my whole life for England to get to a final. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I just felt I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have because the game was so tense, do you know what I mean? It and we've been tense. through it so many times it was that tense. I was almost waiting for them to fail and that was that was awful. But I was at the end it was like a massive release of like you know years of watching England and stuff yeah. like that. But my little that. boy sitting mm-hmm. next to us who was 15 and he was stressed to hell watching <laughs> the game. Absolutely stressed to hell. But yeah I, I just wish I you know almost could know the result. 
before yeah. you know I'd watch the match so I could sit back and enjoy it and stuff well, like that. I'm a Sutherland fan, so I'm expecting everything to go <laughs> yeah, wrong, obviously. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I just wish I I mean I'm gonna really try and sort of end whatever happens Look, in the whatever final. Whatever happens, happens, we've never got we're to at the, final. the final. I mean, I went to the final with Sutherland and stuff like that, and it was one of the best days of my life. It was my birthday when we played Man City and we got beat. And it didn't really matter that we got beat. It was just uh, the whole occasion was just wonderful. So I'm hoping that, you know, that on Sunday it's going to be like that. I'm going to do my best to make sure it's, it's going to be like that. I think Italy have been a fantastic team. And I think from a football point of view, it's going to be a really good matchup because Italy. This team have looked great. The early few games, they looked absolutely unbeatable. If we lose to Italy, well, there's no great shame in losing the final of a tournament to Italy, is there? Right, we're excited about it. Hold so, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I, I don't know, did you watch IT? Did you watch the sort of I watched English the ITV, channel? Yes. I watched did the you? ITV. Did you, um, did you hear Roy Keane's uh, story about Neil Diamond, which was the greatest <laughs> thing? <laughs> Neil Diamond was on before, because obviously Sweet Caroline yeah. is like the, the adopted song and stuff Somehow, like that. Yeah. Yeah, somehow. I, I don't like Neil Diamond. No, My I wife don't. is I a really massive hate fan. That. I hate that yeah, song. <laughs> I, I hate that song as well, but there you go. So we're all, we've all got to adopt it anyway. And Neil Diamond was on, looking very strange, but he has some very nice veneers. And uh, he was on, and I hope you guys get to get past the semi-finals. <laughs> I'll be watching from Colorado. And it's all this. And Gary Neville goes there. <laughs> Goes to Roy Keane. Oh, you went to a, a, a Neil Diamond concert, didn't you? You went. You went. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, but I didn't enjoy it. I got into a massive argument with a woman next to her. She was singing too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Keane. I don't think there was a point about a year ago where I thought he was all kind of put on, but now I don't think it is. <laughs> He's just dry as fuck, and he? he's he really funny. And now we'll move on to the sad film about the ghost. <laughs> We're going to talk about Lake Mungo. Lake Mungo. I like what you said. That. We're going to talk <laughs> about Lake Mungo. I felt and like I was. We're talking about the Lake Mungo. <laughs> I felt like I was. What's his name? Um, Kenny Lynch on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were almost on the fast show there, weren't you? The, the Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Lake Mungo. And yes. it's an Australian film from 2008. Brett. It is indeed. Tell us what it's about. This film is basically about strange occurrences that happen when a young girl drowns in a lake. Or is it an aqueduct? It's it's certainly not Lake Mungo, which confuses me quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, it did confuse me a little bit as well. Um, and it's written and directed by a Joel Anderson who yeah. has disappeared yeah, who's not from the face of the a earth. single thing since then. <laughs> <laughs> He's completely disappeared. No one's ever heard of him after this. Yeah, weird. Another weird layer to this uh, film. So this film is, mm-hmm. I somebody mentioned it to us. I can't remember who. Uh, might be Mark, who was on last week, um, who hasn't seen it because I checked with them. Sure, it, it was me, like. It was you then, yeah. But I, I'll, 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 you know, keep going. No, no, you did. <laughs> I can't remember you mentioned it, but all right. <laughs> taking I took your recommendation. You're taking exactly. You're taking everything with a pinch of salt, Cliff. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Late one, go whatever. Yeah, <laughs> short man press. 
Then they get a message off Mark. You should watch it. Oh, Link Mongo, is it? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll recommend that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for recommending that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's this guy. He's made this film and never, never been seen or heard of again. There's no suggestion he's died or disappeared. He's just made this one film. And he said, yeah. I want to make a film that will, if anybody picks it up, Years down the line, they'll be able to watch it and it'll be mm-hmm. almost like, where the fuck did this come from and what's this all about? And one of the reasons yeah. of that is it's like a, it's a documentary style, uh, yeah. reality TV showy kind documentary style. Yeah, about... like a mockumentary thing, isn't it? Yeah, but, but I think the fantastic thing about it is this is massively predates all of these true life, uh, real life crime dramas uh-huh. and documentaries yeah. that are on Netflix and stuff. I assumed mm-hmm. it was, when I was watching it, I thought it must have been from a couple of years ago, made to look yeah. like it was 10 years earlier. But no, it was made 2008. It came out, it was made 2007. Um, and yeah, the, that's the one thing that really struck me was mm-hmm. like all of this stuff, is it's a big deal now that there's these shows and films like this. And this guy yeah. made something like this out of nowhere 13 years ago and then just did nothing else. Then just disappeared. <laughs> it, it, it's, it is really strange. I mean, the film itself, I, I re, it's, it's excellent, the film. It's absolutely like it? brilliant. Yeah, I love it, man. It's absolutely class. And I watched it with uh, my wife and I says, oh, we're doing this for the podcast, you know, let's watch it together and stuff like that. And uh, it was about 15 minutes in and she went, are these actors? Yeah, well, that's a good <laughs> thing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, fifteen minutes in. I mean, the you, you can. I don't think there's much of a push. I would say to convince you that they're not at this. Do you know what I mean? Did, did no, you no, get I, that from it? I, I think uh, I, I I don't think it's set up as if it's trying to be real, but it's yeah. obviously filmed in a way that is very naturalistic, and by uh-huh. all accounts, all the dialogue was improvised. <laughs> Or the, yeah, or the that's true. Yeah, that's... So it has that kind uh-huh. of, I guess what that does is make the, these people are actors. Like I've, I've recognized a couple of them from other like Australian shows, but what it neighbors, did... any neighbors, probably neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably neighbors. I think one or two of them were maybe young doctors. I would say so. <laughs> I would definitely say so. Um, Unfortunately, but, not prisoner cell block H. No, none Sorry, of those, Katie. None of those lads or lasses, I should say. Yeah, who, who can tell? Um, <laughs> what, what, should, what, it does, what it does is by the fact that these are just not rehearsed lines or they're not reading from a script, it does mm-hmm. make them quite not wooden, but that little bit of authenticity that you would get from a normal person where you might be like, yeah. they're not that used to the camera or whatever. I, I almost don't like stuff like that. I mean, the Blair Witch was like incredible and it did, it did that because it was a found footage thing. That was absolutely incredible. But the things that have come like after it are, are things that are trying to convince you that it's like real when you know thing. that it's not. Do you What's know what I mean? That one with the CCTV, whatever it's called. Yeah, like paranormal activity yeah. and stuff. Um, and it, that's almost like the film's trying to con you in a way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it gets you on the back foot because of that, I think. Yeah, well, Whereas you know it's not because it's fucking doesn't... Kate Beckinsale and all of people like that. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
So it doesn't get you on the back foot because it, it, it is pretty obvious after a you know a certain length of time that it is Agnes. Yeah. So it, it's not trying to con you in any any way. And it doesn't need to. Quite similar to the changeling, which you we were talking about in the last episode, in the fact that it's pretty much a study of grief. Um, mm -hmm. and the things that people put themselves through to work through that grief. Yeah. Um, but with a side order of ghostly goings on. <laughs> and a little bit of sex thrown in for good measure. A little bit, which is not very uncomfortable with that. Um, <laughs> Are you? So, yeah, so I think like it, it's... It's essentially the story of a, a, a teenage girl who's drowned at a day out at a, a lake, a reservoir, an aqueduct uh, with, a, with her family. Um, and then it's what you're watching is contemporaneous news footage of that and then interviews uh -huh. with the family as they talk about mm -hmm. what happened on that day. And then things really started to get a bit creepy. It's the family talking, as you've mentioned and stuff. So it's the mom, it's the dad. And it's the brother, mm -hmm. right? Now, the, what the brother does is set up cameras, right, around the, the house and stuff like that because he feels some kind of presence in the house, doesn't he, mm -hmm. after uh, after the daughter's died. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he catches ghostly images. He does. He? he does. He does. He does indeed. But it comes to fruition part of the way through because it's really sort of it brings you in it drags you in that these ghostly sort of images are real and they're really spooky they're and the really thing that, that gets it's really me, good it is is the the, the sort of it, it could be like a, a photo or it could be a video mm -hmm. but the the like the the zooming in yeah, of the ghostly yeah, yeah, image yeah, yeah. it's just it's just so unnerving it's proper spooky. and you get chills watching it but obviously yeah. you're watching that picture or that bit of video at the same time and you're thinking, uh -huh. fucking hell, what's in this picture? And then it yeah. kind of zooms in and shows you and you're like, shit, uh -huh. shit, I didn't see that. The face is yeah. in there. Or is that her walking across the thing? And you get uh -huh. that, like you're living it in the fact they're recounting it, their experience, but you're living it right then. And that little kind of double action that runs uh -huh. alongside each other just heightens the experience so much as a viewer. And the fact it's so naturalistic, you mentioned the Blair Witch Project. Like, this is like a cross between the Blair Witch Project and Twin Peaks, I think. Yeah, well, the Palmer thing. I mean, the family surname's the Palmer, Palmer mm -hmm. isn't it? And obviously, Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks and stuff, isn't mm -hmm. it? So, yeah, you, you, you're definitely right about that. I think he's definitely influenced by that, that uh, TV show, isn't he? What do you think, right, of the brother what do you think of that guy i think he fancied his sister <laughs> is that what you think uh-huh yeah because yeah. <laughs> as the story moves on you, you're buying into the fact that the, this ghostly image is appearing mm -hmm. right and it, it there's a reveal at a point where the brother's just making it all up isn't it he? he's he's like a a sort of yeah. a, a camera guy and he, he knows how to photoshop yeah. sort of pictures and stuff like that so you believe and completely you, you sort of committed yeah. to believing that this because it's so spooky that it's a ghost Honestly, and then there's the a reveal that it's just the kids who's doing it and stuff like that isn't it yeah but then straight after there's another twist yeah so there? it's a thing like it's again a little bit like the changeling this is mm -hmm. meant to be one of the 
you know, people, this is the scariest movie ever. Like we heard that last week, the scariest movie ever. Not a lot of people yeah. have seen it. And I remember I was watching it thinking, I don't know if it's the scariest movie ever, but I am proper creeped out all the way through it. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not like jumping. I'm not thinking, fucking hell, I can't go to sleep tonight or whatever. Yeah. But even thinking about it now, I've got a little bit goosebumps and you know what I mean? Yeah, like thinking about it. The spooky it's parts unsettling, of it. isn't it? It's really yeah, it just has that eeriness, the eeriness yeah, oh, and atmosphere around it all the way through mm-hmm. that just plays into you as the viewer. It's almost perfect yeah. for watching it on a TV rather than uh-huh. at a cinema, you know, because it's like yeah. that kind of documentary that we've seen so many times now, but maybe mm-hmm. hadn't before. It's the mother who's convinced that the, the father's made a mistake yes. in identifying the body. Yeah, um, she's convinced she's coming home. She's still out there somewhere. Yeah, yes. Uh-huh. And I mean, it's just a very, I mean, you're talking about grief. I mean, obviously people deal with things differently in grief, don't they? But very strange thing for the brother to do, isn't it? Very odd thing. Yeah, and he says he's doing it because he wants to give the parents enough of a seed of doubt, so convinced that she's alive, they order an exhumation of the body so uh-huh. they can have a proper DNA test on the body. And, and know he sure. knows that the she is dead. I mean, then... interjected with all this as well, we'll have a, a psychic who's on the radios, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> quite funny he... way. He, he kind of turns up, yeah, Ray, he's he's uh, he's a mad person, him, and he seems to be, like, very sort of intimate with the mother, doesn't he? It's all about the things exactly, that Alan yeah, said, yeah, and you still uh-huh. get the feeling that there's even more mm-hmm. stuff that yeah, you're not aware because of. because it's all done visually, that the father never sort of brings up any concerns about the relationship between the mother and Ray. Does he? No. You know, he he's, he's, he doesn't particularly want him in his house and stuff like that because he doesn't believe well, that psychics can do things. You think that's why, but, though? Because ah, you see, then exactly we've got the this, this weird, again, Twin Peaks stuff. The, the underbelly of this suburban little town seems mm-hmm. to be that there's all kinds of weird shit going on because yeah. everybody seems quite accepting of all this weird stuff that might be happening then as uh-huh. we go on we find out there is a bit seediness underneath swingers and mm-hmm. the like so maybe there is something going on there and that's why the dad doesn't really want anything to do with ray um but yeah then it just goes off in a bit of a different direction doesn't it because then they're like well then we start looking at the pictures to realize he doctored it and we realize something else happens and that's even yeah. fucking creepier <laughs> it is. And if you the, the kind of zoom to the image of of the the daughter who was supposedly dead, which we now understand has been doctored by the son, but then it zooms off in a different direction, and you see a person who haven't uh, been spoke of yet no. by the name of Brett. Brett Tui. Yeah, <laughs> Brett Tui, who's the neighbour, and what yeah. the neighbour's doing is sneaking around in the house searching for something which we'll find uh, out later creepy, to be it? a video tape. Oh, uh, it's, it's all creepy. It's really that. creepy. Like, and, it gives us, like, it's given us the willies. Uh, and the reason that he's, he's, uh, he's, he's after this particular video tape is it's a sex tape of him, his wife, and the girl who's who's died yeah. in an uncompromising position, should we say. It's... Should we say that? Well, I mean, you've already said it's a sex tip, so <laughs> you've let that cat out of the bag. Shit. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think what you don't know is uh, the girl's 16. So yeah. uh, she, um, presumably 
she sh- she shouldn't be doing it. They shouldn't be doing it. And exactly. it's like this threesome that you get. And also they show a clip of it. And yeah. you're not sure whether the girl's kind of crying or enjoying I know, it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you don't, you're weird. left in this doubt over whether this girl, you at this point, you know this girl's got secrets to keep talking about. She, mm-hmm. she kept secrets. But what you don't know is, is a secret that she's involved in this sex ring or these mm-hmm. sex games, or is she being abused and she's troubled uh-huh. because of that and she can't talk to anyone yeah. about it? Again, well, the, other the thing, lines are the, kind of blurred on it, aren't they? Oh, the other thing that I've got as well is after the show that bit, which you rightly say is, is creepy, awful, you're not sure really what's going on no, by the reaction and the noises. The interview with the, the father and stuff like that, Mr. Palmer, mm-hmm. and his reaction to it is really understated and yeah, strange. Re- really weird, yeah, yeah, really yeah, weird. Yeah, it's like, he says something like, well, what would you do if, if you found Brett and stuff like that? Well, I'd, I'd probably throttle him. But he just says it in just a like a nonchalant way. Yeah, the like dad's it, you wouldn't really say it like that, would manner, you? Hasn't he? All the way through it. Do you think that the brother would be aware of these sexy things going on in some way? Who and that's why tape? he's that's why he set up the tape, right? Yeah. To try and catch the guy coming in. Yeah. To Who steal made the that tape, tape? That's what I think. Uh huh. I think that I think that's a video man, right? Like he's making these tapes. He is. He is. Because it's a very strange thing for the brother to do. It it almost it didn't sit right. The the explanation of as as to why he was actually videotaping everything and doctoring things in the first place. He was almost like wanting to try and keep the sort of focus on you know the the sort of death of of the of his sister. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because there's another sort of reason for him to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next twist is like, fuck, it's worse. <laughs> it goes back to being a ghost story. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. I mean, we'll find out that Mr. Ray, the, the psychic, has already met previously the dead uh, the dead yeah, girl, hasn't he's he? He's never mentioned he, it. He's never <laughs> mentioned it. He's kept that quite to himself, hasn't he? So she's already visited him because she's been having premonitions of drowning and dying and her mother coming into the room and, and sort of like acting almost as if she's not there. Type yeah, thing. so the, you've got this, uh, and the mom was already talking about that. And when she's saying, mm-hmm. Oh, I had this at the beginning, the first thing when you start the spooky goings on arrives is the mom yeah. going, I had this weird, I couldn't, I was too scared to open my eyes. I keep having these dreams. Mm-hmm. That she's coming in the room, she's sad, she can't say anything, she's wet, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And what you've then got is these different timelines uh-huh. in the past and the future and a premonition and a dream and a vision yeah. that all of now they're layering on top of each other again. Uh-huh. That, and they're all happening in different timelines. She's yeah. in the past seeing this thing that the mom was experiencing in the future. The mom mm-hmm. in the present is seeing the daughter having this premonition. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. And when you start thinking about that, you're like, right, this is getting really clever now, and really, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's it, it, this just starts ramping up once you start thinking about it. You're like, wow, fucking hell, this is like the layering clever these things. I mean, this really clever. There's an there's another part right at the start as well, um, where the it's like a blink and you miss it type bit, where they say they can't get the car into gear, so what they've got to do is reverse, yeah. 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 All the way back 
to yeah, that. Yeah. Almost like they're going back in time yep. rather than it's just yeah clever bits like that. It's just like, but you put it in your message. Nothing happened you know with that, right? You've just got this clip of the car going backwards, and then like you get the actual Lake Mungo, which is a, a famous uh, landmark in Australia, and a shit lake. Well, there's, there's no, no water. water. No water. It's a famous landmark, and it's a place where. There's loads of, it's where loads of Aborigines got buried or something like that. It's like a, mon- a monument to that, I think. Right. Uh-huh. So that has its own kind of, if you know that, it has its own mm-hmm. resonance. Um, but she goes on like a kind of college trip or something to, to, yeah. to that. Um, she does and then with the, loads of friends. And the stuff. real spooky stuff happens. Um, and the actual ghost story comes to life at this point. And this is where you get the real jump scare. Um, uh-huh. And also the the kind of callback to some of the previous stuff with a girl in the lake. And this is the point where you kind of really are like, oh, fuck, this is actually pretty... Like, I thought I was off the hook. That's the thing you get, isn't it? Yeah, you think... Yeah, when when it's revealed that the brother's just making it all up, you think, fucking hell, thank God for that, because this is creepy as fuck. I'm glad that I'm off the hook. And then it, it brings you back in. It pulls you back. And it's in, worse it? than it was the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. So I, I think what happens is that the boyfriend um, of the missing girl, she uh, he sort of says, "We're at the lake," and he has some mobile phone footage or whatever of the stuff that we take, and they find a burying things at Lake Mon- Mungo, don't they? Go back, and <laughs> I like the bit where they go. We didn't want to go through the daytime. Because that's when the uh, the tourists are there. So went that night. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, good idea. I think my wife went. Don't do that, like. <laughs> so they dig up whatever she was burying, and they find a mobile phone and a, a bracelet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Things that are precious to her. Um, and yeah, we we'll get a we we'll get a good old jump scare, don't we? It's it's very understated, though, isn't it? It is, but it's the horrible. Thing is, it's like this found footage thing, but found yeah. footage on a 2007 like little flip phone rather than yeah. like a, a an hd like phone uh-huh. like we have now so you've got this really uh-huh. jerky grainy footage that you st- you're not quite it's the type of thing that you could think well that's just a little like kind of glimmer in the thing isn't it but then when you yeah. get the actual the actual jump scare that comes uh-huh. is it's creepy. Yeah, it's really scary, and it's it's it the future meeting the past, meeting that meeting that premonition, forcing yeah. her into more of a spiral. In the mm-hmm. end, is she that bothered about like the sex stuff with the neighbors? You you get the kind of point that they're playing in the middle bit. They're playing up like, oh well, yeah. this is going on. She's obviously troubled by it, mm-hmm. and it's at this point I'm thinking, well. This doesn't seem to be what's tipping her over the edge. She's still going out and doing this stuff. Yeah, it's only it when she gets this kind of this vision yeah. of something that she thinks is going to happen to her and then sees mm-hmm. it writ large uh, right in her face. Anybody that watches ghost stories and stuff like that will know that the, the trope is a ghost has, has got unfinished business or whatever, you know, and, and that's that kind of thing. It, it should it should come on back to sort of, you know, expose the neighbours and stuff like that to what the, what she's gone through. Yeah, yeah. She hasn't she hasn't obviously led a very nice life, a, a, you know, a, no, a happy life. Reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that's why our spirits returned or whatever. You get the answer in the end, and it's still there's still another twist in the tail. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got like four twists. I remember straight after it, I've changed my mind now. We're talking about it, but after mm-hmm. watching it, I was thinking. I think there's one too many twists in here. I think the sex twist is unnecessary. Right. I still think it's not massively necessary, but I get why it's there to screw yeah. you off the scent for a bit. Uh-huh. Take you out uh-huh. of the ghostly stuff. And then uh-huh. you find out she is a ghost after all, and she's still there holding the house. <laughs> and it shows you all of the old clips, all the, these uh-huh. cameras and the, the videos and the pictures that you've mm-hmm. seen once. The fake ones. They're not, yeah. She's not there. Then you've seen them mm-hmm. again, and you've seen mm-hmm. the guy creeping around instead mm-hmm. of the ghost. Then you see them again, and in a different bit, she's there anyway. Ah, so creepy. <laughs> it is, and it's that it's that slow sort of you know zoom. Into yeah, the, yeah, they do it really, really it's, well. It's just excellent. It, it's I can't. You have to watch the film to understand how creepy it is and up. You know, unsettling it is. It's just it, it, you wouldn't imagine. That that would be creepy, but it really is. Yeah, it got like it made chills and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, same, kind of same here. Like I definitely had goosebumps and like hair uh-huh. standing up, like just what, like <laughs> you know, it's I mean, finished like, even because it's happening. Yeah, these things are happening as the credits roll. So you've got your yeah. resolution, and you know that the, the last shot is the family are going away, and you kind of see this figure in the window, even though mm-hmm. she's not meant to be there. Yeah. And then you're like, oh shit, maybe she was there after all. And then as uh-huh. the credits roll, they just hammer it home. And it's it's just a wonderful film, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, not we've, for long, we've isn't described it? it, but it's nothing compared to watching it. Like you know, you forget. It's an oh, experience. If you watch it after you see this, you'll still forget the stuff that we've said, and it, you know, yeah. we, we can't accurately recreate the feeling that it gives no. you. But, no, yeah, definitely not. It. I well, said I would do a quiz, but guess when I wrote yeah. the questions out at the end of when? the match last night. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> oh no. There's your, there's your theme tune. They're not actually questions now. I look is at them. D- and Denny Departures in there, is it? Ah, well, well, let's find out. Quiz. <laughs> it says quiz. Bizarre people. <laughs> Does it? Bizarre people. Yeah. Right. Number one, Jeremy mm-hmm. of Sandy Cove. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to say whether that person is a b- bizarre person? I've circled something that I think. You need to guess is the the spookiest thing about the story. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, go on then. Okay, so it's 1863, Nova Scotia. A family discovers Ooh. a legless man. Mm-hmm. What? He's got no legs or he's pissed? He's got no legs. On right, the beach okay. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've got, obviously not written everything down. He can't speak English. They don't really know what he's saying. But it sounds like he says his name is Jerome. Anyway, he lives with them for seven years. Then he goes to live with some other people. And anyway, nobody really works out who he is. But what's the spooky thing about him? <laughs> the spooky thing is that he's gone to live with this family in the first place, hasn't he? Surely, having just found the legless man. Mm-hmm. On wherever Nova Scotia isn't Nova Scotia quite cold? Yeah, is that the spooky thing? No, the spooky thing was his wounds were were very new on his legs that had recently been cut off. But how was I supposed to ascertain that without you actually saying that? 
Because you might know the legend of Jeremy of Sandy Cove. <laughs> also, I, I think it legend. might be Jerome. I've written Jerome, Jeremy. I'm not sure. Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this this is set up for me okay. to feel this. Well, I mean, it is. That's why I'm not really asking you the questions because they're okay, not questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bizarre people. Number two, Monsieur Ooh. Shushani. <laughs> 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 Monsieur, a Jewish teacher, hostel right. a trap, <laughs> hostel a trap. But, but, but was a genius. I've just realised. Looked like a tramp, but was a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Is that hostel a trap? <laughs> that was what hostel a trap. But it looks like a tramp. But was a genius. Mm-hmm. There's no question for this one. That's it. There's nothing more. I would imagine that his his bizarre appearance is is probably the reason why he's included in your list of bizarre people. Yeah, uh, apparently nobody knew what his real name was. That, that's like Monsieur Shoshani is not uh-huh. correct. So he's like made that up, has he? Well, nobody knows like who he is, where he came from, why he was teaching. Does he? Does he know? Number three. Uh-huh. Let's, let's try and read this. Okay. Bella. Oh, I've remembered it. Now I remember it. Bella <laughs> of the Witch Elm. Ooh. Ooh. Bella of the Witch Elm. Sounds 19, like it could be a witch. 1943. Stourbridge. Hmm. Oh. Shall I tree second hand? Hmm. Shall I tree secondhand? Oh um, no! Skull. If you got a secondhand skull rose, you in could... tree. Some people found a skull in the foot right. of the tree. Uh huh. And did that invoke spirits? Near, but no, but nearby they found a severed hand and one of your favourite ailments. <laughs> did the severed hand come to life? No, but nobody knew. They found a full skeleton after that. And nobody knew who it was, but it was a skeleton that had been shoved in this tree. Right. In in that little hole. Yeah, in the little hole. And they were saying she must have been alive when she was shoved in because rigor mortis would have uh, not made it possible. Prevented the shoving. Yeah, like we all know rigor mortis is anti shove. (laughs) It is anti shove. You can't get anybody in a tree (laughs) if rigor mortis is set in. No, Can you? Not no. at all. What, um, what am I meant to do again, Cliff? No, <laughs> no idea what the point of this was. Um, what what was spooky about that? I mean, it's well, like it, I mean, there's, there's various spooky goings on, isn't there? The, the fact that she's been forced into the cove of the tree. I'm going to yeah. say that. Uh, you know, is that right. is that right? A particular tree, a witch elm. A witch elm tree. I mean, that which is a spooky, aren't they? Rigor mortis is set in, and also the severed hand. Is the severed hand from the forced lady? Yes, it was her. Forced COVID lady. It was. Yeah. I don't. I, you know, I can't. I can't even begin to. Okay. Guess what's well. Going on. From 1943, after this discovery, up until 1999, was the last time. This particular thing was was happened was happened, um, happening. So it happens regularly. Some no no. So this thing happened. I'm about to say what happened. Oh, yeah. Mysterious graffiti appears nearby, uh-huh. saying 
Who put Lubella down the witch? Right. Did Why didn't I guess that? I mean, it was so obvious, wasn't it, Cliff? <laughs> I mean, how didn't I get that? That in, in 1946, someone was shoved into a tree. But much. And then... <laughs> but, but, but much. But, but much. Much. Yeah. Much but like much. the film we're talking about, there's another level to it. Oh, is there? Apparently... Nobody knows who this was, right? They never identified the woman. Lubella, nobody knows what that means. Who's put Lubella? There's no reference of that. Uh But there was a Russian spy, apparently. No, a Nazi spy, something like that, in (laughs) the town where this happened. And Uh um, maybe it was her. (laughs) So a Russian, maybe Nazi spy... In, so yeah, I think you got the years right, didn't you? 1945. Didn't you? So you're all right with the years. Right, no, 43, right? Well, the war's going on, but I'm sure you didn't say that anyway. So the this Nazi spy has been forced into a tree. Somebody has appeared years later to graffiti the tree. <laughs> no, no, just years later, like, all cr- the time, all the time, ever since then. What every day? No, like it someone's graffiti every now and then. Easy catch, easy catch. Easy catch. Catch them easy. <laughs> Problem solved. You know. That's it. That's, That's the end of the quiz. That was a wonderful quiz. <laughs> Thanks for that. It was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> That'll be Sherlock Holmes to figure that out, didn't you? We might find out about that next week. Mike. Next week, yeah. I haven't looked. <laughs> I haven't looked. <laughs> That's okay because I'll watch one which is on YouTube called Silver Blaze, where um, the main suspect is none other than Fitzroy Simpson, <laughs> <laughs> the former midfield dynamo. <laughs> so that'll be a good one to do, wouldn't it? Genuinely, Fitzroy Simpson. <laughs> Genuine. No, actually, his name's Fitzroy Simpson. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> There's Fitzroy Simpson in this. Yeah. I'm getting delirious. I think we should introduce Uh the music, Brett. Do you want to introduce it? It's good. We should, yes. It is good. Uh This is from Morgan King, who I'm sure is the only person that we've ever had on the flea circus to win a Grammy. Do you think that's fair? I think it is. You mean apart from me? Apart from you, of course, you've won many Grammys, mainly for your question writing skills. <laughs> uh, this was called uh, "From the Fade," and it's uh, it's great, isn't it? It's, I, I love it. I think really, really good. Top bloke as well, because I spoke yeah. to him, and he's a lovely, lovely fella. Yeah, uh, he's really nice. So, yeah, and the song's great. Great, yeah, really good. So, thank you everyone for listening. This is "From the Fade" by Morgan King. Like us, follow us, review us. Send any uh, feedback on the quiz if you want. Uh, yeah, and stop. Tell us how Can you stop sending clip quiz questions, please, people? <laughs> 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 That's what I like. Please do that. <laughs> right, Morgan King from the Faith. Thank you. Bye. Enjoy the week. Bye. We'll speak to you soon.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns.